It should be recording. Let me just place this here. You speak. I speak. We speak. We. Everybody speaks. Today, putting more audience, there might be one or two odd sounds because um, we have a very special guest joining us. It is my dog, Pudding. Papaya. Um, <laughs> pudding, papaya, pudding dog, whatever. Uh, and so she, well, I'm not going to kick her out. She's just going to wander around and make silly noises, yeah, probably. Yeah, she, she bangs into the glass cabinet as well. It's part of the ambience. Yeah, she Fucking enjoys <laughs> Oh, that was you. <laughs> that, that was Thomas. Oh, God. That was Thomas when he changed form. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, pudding boys. I'm Blore. I'm Nail. Fucking hell, first time. Good job you clicked the uh, explicit. I'm going to say that in every episode. What the fuck? <laughs> Just going to acknowledge the fact that we can get away with it now. Oh. Um, I feel a bit remiss because last episode we had the uh, the plasma on and we were going through the Pokemon. She's had enough already. She's gone. Way. She's gone. She, the noise is mad. will just be us now. She's gone to listen to a much higher quality podcast. <laughs> she's, she's gone to listen to Fan of the Opera. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm missing the the plasma screen with the slideshow on. I felt that was so professional. Yeah, I do wish actually my laptop had HDMI out or you know so you your TV was from this century so that we could use the USB C some stuff out. Having not yet listened back to that episode though, it could be complete trash. So. Yeah, it Maybe. might be it was me doing a presentation to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and people just listening from the other side of a door because our recording equipment is, <laughs> is found yeah, me, equipment. Me doing a presentation to you through wet polystyrene. Yeah, I feel that's the best way to describe our our setup. Imagine two found, boys. Yeah. pre-loved. Yeah, imagine two boys sitting eating wet cake and talking about trains. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking um, of which. Yeah, just... Uh, what am I doing? I'm just rambling. Start talking Found to me. Podcast. Start, <laughs> start talking to me about trains. Yeah, no, I think we 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 started talking about it off air, as we so often do, and it's this idea that having a hobby, mm. and it actually comes back to the found podcasting as well, because we started doing this because all, all the hobbies are really quite expensive. Yeah, hobbies cost a lot of money, and I am feeling I don't know if it's because I mean I don't know, I've got other places to put money or. Because the creep is real, yeah. The the power creep of hobbies, yeah. And I think because there's so many more. Maybe it's millennials. Maybe it's our fault. Like fucking everything is. Um, but there's more millennials into hobbies like diorama building, yeah. Lego, it's video games. Around. All these nerdy hobbies are bigger than ever, and maybe we're being taken advantage of. Yeah, in I terms mean, of pricing. I mean, I've. I've I don't know. I think my. I feel like mine. Kind of the waiting is still on the, the older side rather than the, the younger side. Mm. It's, it's shifting. You're seeing a lot more oh, kids into yeah, trains, trains. Yeah, trains has always had a. But it's priced older. like it's. It is. It's an expensive hobby to maintain. I am aware. I, I have some, technical knowledge of business. I did a GCSE in it. I still remember some of that. Um, I didn't do well, but I you did. Got more more acumen than me then. Yeah, so that, that's, that's your baseline. That's my one semester of business Less school. Less dumb than. Uh, but the so I, I'm aware like a niche product is going to cost more. Yeah, yeah, that, that's I mean, fair. That's completely. It is completely fair, but I mean, you were showing me a train the other day, and it was just a just a train. 
And so it's a highly well, detailed model. We'll go for. I mean, if anyone, if you, if you, if you're in the UK at least, mm. you'll know this. You'll probably have had one of these when you were a kid. The old Hornby and City. So it's the evolution of that. That's what the the model is. It's the same engine as the old Hornby and City. It's vastly further on. Right. Done a lot more to it. It's not just plastic shell with some lights in it and a motor now. So what's it doing? All the fans and the shit work, and you know the so it's, bits it's got processing power. Oh yeah, and there's yeah, you can have sound in them. You know, switchable light. You know, like cab lights and stuff. It's not just if you're pointing forward, the lights forward or on. Yeah. Really clever piece of engineering. A huge amount of work goes into it, but I mean, I'll, I'll pop them up here. You're getting into the realms of about four hundred quid. Mm-hmm. I get it to a point because it is it's a really nice it's not just a toy now it's a model and it's a but £400 I don't is that that's you could buy a PS5 for that I think you could it's £400 well if you can find one yeah £400 we've said it before and we've kind of got this idea of like doing stuff money um, yeah I apologise if I keep sniffing um, as mentioned yesterday we are we're episode. recording quite yeah yesterday last week for you guys we're recording <laughs> en masse uh, three episodes because Naylor has to go into hibernation for a good two to three weeks so these these Pudding Boys episodes may be a bit it might it might seem like this is the longest anyone's ever had a cold for, but actually it's just two days. <laughs> it's been two real intense days. Yeah. Yeah, it's I get it. It's objectively speaking, you kinda of think, okay, I can see that it's worth a lot of money. A lot of work goes into assembling and creating and yeah. tooling this. But four hundred pounds goes a long way. Four hundred pounds goes a really long way. And I'm thinking that's not it's a niche product, especially compared to something like the PS5. Yeah, yeah. But it's not as niche as some stuff. No, a lot of, a fair number of people, uh, you know, the expressions are there. People will buy this. Yeah. Like, the pro- there's the a, there's enough to, to warrant the tooling. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's it's what it's all about. It's and, about the tooling. And they can pe- do it loads of different colours. You know, if you live in the UK, you'll see these all the time in every company's different colours. Yeah. So they've got it done. Is it international at all? Or? Yeah, these this one's been over to Germany for... Um, so there's a couple of so markets. Yeah. I think the problem I've got more than anything is the creep again. So that one, yeah, that's the top end, and I kind of get you'd pay for that yeah. if you were in a position to. We've talked about this before. I came back to the hobby after about 15 years out. Yeah. And Hornby, to their credit, they were a really nice range called the Railroad. So they're similar kind of models. They're still good. But they are designed for not kids, but new starters and people who aren't able to chuck for non-retirees. Yeah, people who haven't got um, stock options. Yeah, that kind of thing. So they do something called the railroad, and that's kind of my creep back into the hobby was through that. And then I found okay, I'm into it enough that I can justify a bit more money here. I'm not spending four hundred quid. No. If the missus is listening, I'm definitely not spending four hundred <laughs> quid on any trains. My psychological cap is around the hundred-ish. My, mine is, I think, 150, not for trains, because yeah. I'm not a, uh, I don't have a, a model railway, but like... Lego. I need, yeah, Lego, I need to start asking myself questions when it hits that. Yeah, 150 plus, you need, if you've got someone else involved, or other people in your life, you need to be talking to them. Before you drop that, yeah. yeah like I think so. Doing stuff money. The Fiat 500 build, I got that for 30 quid. 
I didn't that. ask for that. I just, I, I didn't have to ask permission for no, that. I just, you know, bought that because it was so it's cheap. Basically a pizza. Like yeah, yeah, that's totally pizza. fine. But the farm truck, uh, I put you my hand into the other room yeah. and because uh, I can't. How much was the farm truck in there? Ninety. Yeah, yeah. Um, I popped my head around the corner and said, you know, I think I'm going to order this and. She actually, Rue actually said, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I'm going to play with well, that. So. Not sure we're going to. Not no, she's not. Cause I'm not taking those part because it's an integral part of my display in the PBHQ <laughs> room. Yeah, it's our, it's our muse. Yeah. The thing I had, like this railroad thing, so again, they were almost the same kind of money yeah. that you could drop with a cursory kind of, I'm going to grab this. Is there anything I need to know before, we, before yeah. I do it? I bought a few of them a couple of years ago. I had a couple for Christmas, actually. Yeah. And they were in the sort of 70 to 75 bracket. And that... And so these are the ones... These are the intermediate trains. Yeah. What were they called again? They're called Railroad. They're still pretty good. They've they've lifted the standard of them a bit. Mm. Um, They're not amazing runners compared to the other ones. And I found... Because my layout is quite small. It's not like a big loop or anything. Yeah. You notice if they stuck to or they jerk or that kind of thing. So... But they were about a seventy seventy five pound mark. You could have a couple without feeling like you'd really blown it that month. Yeah. But they're creeping, and now a lot of those, the new ones they're announcing, are at or over the hundred pound mark. And it's, you suddenly get into the realms of thinking, okay, before I could have a couple of them and make like a little fun running session, you know, I could sit and watch it for half an hour. Yeah. And I'm not really bemoaning that some of these things, yes, there are tooling costs, there are shipping costs, yeah. that's coming from China, obviously. Everything trade-wise has crept up over the last year, so I'm not being a dick and saying it should be 50 quid like it was in 1994. No. It just bites a little bit when you think... I mean, again, I'll, I'll pick on Hornby, Backman are as bad with this. There's a, a local I've got, new shop stock, so it's from like two, two years' releases ago, but it's a new shop model yeah about 100 pound so it's not an ebay not a second hand, all that new from a shop yeah just over 100 pound the same model the same engine now about two years on from that release different color 220 pounds holy shit things haven't gone up that much no um, wow and even the rrp so on, more than double yeah and even the rrp on the one that i bought for 100 pounds was in the sort of mid 100 probably about 140 ish when it was released that's criminal that's too big a job especially when you've got some of the smaller manufacturers um, and they, there's like. no added improvements it was just a repaint no, a different livery oh, when you've got no. smaller manufacturers now able to retool that engine and do a better job yeah so the one i'm talking about if you are a train nerd welcome you're going to hear a lot more of me um something called a class 56 it's an engine that's been around in England for about 30, 40 years. Loads of different colour schemes on it, loads of different operators. Hornby do a really good model. It's a really nice model. It's now a very expensive model. Yeah. A new-ish entrant to the market, a smaller manufacturer called Cavalex, however you pronounce them. I think we follow them on Instagram. We do. That yeah. was my doing. Um, have just announced the price on their newly tooled, better objectively yeah. or it looks like it's going to be I mean I'll save a bit of judgement yeah that's 109 they're starting to creep more 190 so they're creeping back towards the RRB when it released it's funny when you think that a smaller manufacturer can out compete sometimes I think it's that almost the snake eating its own tail thing isn't oh, it oh you think they've priced themselves so high yeah it could be that people can creep in underneath 
See now, so there's there's I was gonna say power creep, hobby creep, Same price thing. creep, money creep, power money creep. creep. Power. Um, yeah. So that that happens in hobbies like trains, and it I guess it does inside miniatures and stuff. One credit to Citadel Games mm. Workshop is. Uh, They've always been fucking expensive. I was say, <laughs> like, you don't hear many people say credit to Citadel. No, 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 you don't. But I was thinking about this when I was buying paints. The paints were obscenely expensive when I bought them the other day. Yeah. I don't really buy any models from them. I just buy the paints. So the, paints the ones I know, and they are good. good. I, yeah. I haven't got much skill with painting, but people no, I know that can paint use say quite a lot of them. I know like Vallejo and stuff exists, but I know these ones, and I I can just go to. Warhammer World and pick them up yeah. but they were just as expensive when I was a little kid so they've not really crept up in fact they've probably gone down in price with inflation Relatively. I think yeah that's what that's what irks me the most because with you know those Hormy Railroad ones yeah so the tooling for them was from a company they acquired from when I was a kid a company called Lima yeah. and when I was a kid Lima were kind of the the good models streets behind now with all the working lights and fans and all that kind of shit but Back at, back when I was a kid, they were the one that you looked at and thought, and they were about forty to fifty quid new for yeah. an engine when I was a kid. Um, that tooling is the tooling that's used for the Hummy Railroad range now. So they've crept a bit. They've gone up to the sort of seventy, eighty quid mark. The same moulds. Yeah, yeah, same. Wow. The the compa- the um, engines etc. Hummy have redone a lot of them. Yeah. Or you know remoted them. They don't use the old lever no. motor. But the moulds are the same. The paint application is better. Yeah. But a lot of them don't have the startup tooling cost that you would have if you were creating a new to market model. Mm. So that, again, I mean, I, I, I can't be bothered working out inflation. That feels, no. Well, that there's other factors fairer. as well. Because I know that, like, if you look at um, kids' action figures, yeah. there's a lot less paint application on, like, a new Ninja Turtle as, prepare, as compared to, like, ours yeah. when we were kids. Because everything along that lines has gotten too expensive to use a lot. So a lot of these action figures only have two or three colours. And they'll mould in different coloured plastics where they can Uh, rather than paint. And I'm not sure whether it's the painting or the uh, paint itself. Do the painting, maybe. Yeah. Whatever has made it harder or more expensive. So an action figure, even though an action figure costs more now than it did when we were kids... The quality. the quality is not as high. Uh, yeah. It might be something to do with paints. Some of the paints that we had aren't allowed to be prob- used. There's now. probably more it that to get them to stick to the model without copious amounts of lead, you probably yeah. have to, like, I don't know, use something pricey. Yeah. They're, on the flip side of companies putting their prices up is stuff like Pokemon cards and video games where... It's definitely almost the fault of collectors and sensationalist dickheads like Logan Paul that, like, I mean, he's made Pokemon cards almost single-handedly so expensive right now. He did me a favour. He did you a favour. But (laughs) I will not be finishing my goal of completing all the Wizards of the Coast. Not for a long, long time. No, we looked, didn't we? we, Yeah. I had a couple of sets that were teetering on, and we will, we will do an episode on Pokemon cards. I will go through what we be, got in yeah, PBHQ. It won't be a kind of unboxing episode or anything. No, no, and it's not like these are all graded 10. The Pokemon cards in my folders are 
cards from when we were kids. They're not fresh yeah, open. They're good enough. They're, they're fine to look at and say, oh, that's a Charizard. You've got that's some a... nice things. Yeah, these are nice things. Video games is the same. Some video games are crazy, and I just won't pay. Luckily, video games is so vast that you can still find fun stuff that you've not played what? for cheap. And Sold. you can always pirate them. Now, that's the problem. I mean, I sold a mediocre copy of... Do you remember Conker's Bad Fur Day? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I sold yeah. a mediocre copy of the now. N64 version. Like, not mint box. It wasn't boxed, I didn't think. No. I think it was just... Went on the on the first real bounce for that game. Yeah. And we're talking a few years ago, and that was in... It was either late twos or early three figures. It bought something cool. Yeah. It was It was a good game. I had a lot of fun with it. It wasn't 100 quid's worth of game. No, definitely not. I mean, especially when you can buy it on... Xbox, uh, can't you? you can get it on Xbox with the retro replay. No, it's not called that. It's called... Rare replay. Rare replay. Uh, you can get the Xbox one. I think it's fine. A lot of people rag on it for being a little bit censored, but Live and Reload is fine for me. I th- yeah, we don't have to know, be that edgy. No, I'm not. We can fill our own gaps. Yeah, I'm not too bothered about that. I'm not playing Conquer every day. It's... Fine. No, it was fun for. But there's stuff that like, and it doesn't help that when I was a kid, I had a weird taste in games. So, <laughs> my my nostalgia isn't for Goldeneye. It's for Gotcha Force. And so it's why most people were playing this with like they they get the mates around on a Friday night for like pizza or yeah you know, chicken dippers. Oh no, it, it was me me and the lads from up the road. The we lads, all the lads, the lads. definitely existed. <laughs> <laughs> we all played very lads. Gotcha Force, Fantasy Star Online. I stuff heard like Tom that. Lethbridge is really good at Fantasy Star <laughs> Online. But they, you know, they were just slightly more obscure games. Yeah, than... I suppose they're not like Gran Turismo. Yeah, what I'm saying is, I've always been a pretentious dickhead. Yeah, you've been super edgy before we started the podcast, so <laughs> we're not making an effort to do this now. Speaking of edge, it's time for Numbers of the Beast. Welcome again to Numbers of the Beast, Pudding Boys audience. This segment of the show. Naylor and I have a good long listen to a classic album and rank each song on it out of seven before averaging them out to create an album score and ranking them against the rest of that band's discography. Right now, we are working our way through the vast catalogue of Iron Maiden, and this week, it is Power Slave Hawk. Big hitter. Big, yeah, Big this, is the, this is the first album so far that I had as a very young kid. I This is one of my... It's not one of my very first albums but this would have been a, a quick follow up I'm going to preface this yeah. by saying that I had Number of the Beast before this wow, which yeah. might explain a couple of choices Is that, oh, you're trying to backtrack on your stupid choices already I see that's, uh, that's, just that's what I was thinking about your fucking choices Ace is high I will fight anyone yeah Man or beast who doesn't give Ace as high as seven. On the last tour I did... It looks like we're about to throw down. The last sev- the last tour I did, they yeah. opened with Ace as high. It was yeah. the one where the Spitfire drops from the... Like a, a model Spitfire, yeah. one-to-one scale, yeah. drops from the top That's of the stage. That's fucking cool, and I wish I could see Ace that. as high should be a 12. It's a six. You are wrong. It's, it's fine, more, but I just get a little bit bored. The subject matter, the riff... The, it's all the, great. The, like, even like the little kind of Whoa. drop bit. Ace is high. Yeah. For me, might be my favourite Iron Maiden song. Ooh, that just paints you as a very dull person. I've listened to this <laughs> album more than once, though. That's the problem. I've listened to this album. I've listened since to- I was a child. I have 
the I got when I first At started working in the, it right this time. <laughs> when I started working in the metal shop in Loughborough, this is the first vinyl record I bought. Well, after so, like the Smashing Pumpkins or something, I'm sure you tit. I think I think I have Siamese Dream. That's, That's a great album. A lot. They're, 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 they are bad. And Fuck I'm you. Not certainly fun. You are. Ace I, as high this as is the six. maddest I've been. Two minutes to on midnight. On the Pudding Boys. Ace as high as a seven. You're not getting away with it. Two minutes to midnight is also a seven. It's a six. No. How? It's just not. How are you this bad at Iron Maiden? It's fun. Two minutes to midnight. Right. I don't, I don't rip my underwear off and throw it at Bruce for every single, single that they release. Because as a. They, once again, it's like the singles are the biggest tracks. And well, I get they are it, the like, best. Like, they are very good at picking a Iron Maiden. And do you know what? No, what, I think they're very good at actually writing two good songs and then filling up the rest of the album. Not that I think Power State is bad. We're going to get... I've got great that, for I am fucking stunned. Rocky Rio, you know the bit where he goes over to Yannick and yeah. he just starts that intro? Yeah. Is it? How did you not start? Is a popping? good song. Yeah, but six does not do it. Just you gave you gave Remember Tomorrow. Six. How are you putting these two on the same footing as Remember Tomorrow? No, Remember Tomorrow is a seven because it's better than them because you it's are far objectively more bad. interesting. You are bad at ranking. <laughs> oh shit! I don't Lost for words. Five. I give it a four. I like Lost for words. It's my Big favorite rap. instrumental. It's a uh, do. Yeah. Lost for words. Lost for words. Big it's Better than Transylvania. Uh, no, no, that's it, it is. Just, that's a silly thing to say. It's better than Transylvania. It's good. It's, it's better than. Um, oh, oh Genghis Khan. I can't wait for you to ruin the rest of this album. The Duelist. No, you missed one. You didn't even listen. Oh to God, one. Flash of the Blade. Four. I give it a five. I really like Flash of the Blade. It's fine. It's I, good. It's got a bit of slap to it. I. Cool I listen to the next couple of songs. More than eighty five two minutes so middle because what was I've the heard duelist? They, the duelist is a five. It's a three. You're a fucking idiot. It's a You're a genuine. Song. The duelist is a down the album. It's fucking Forget awesome. The duelist is like facing the sound from Dance of Death. It's down the album, it's okay. No. But you're you're by that point, you've already had your fill. It's so good. It's not it's fine, it'll do. It's almost it's not a bad song. It's almost a single. It's not. Like, yeah. No one was buying the duelists. I am made know what they're doing, obviously. No, they're you're a moron. Back in the village. Three. Uh, Back it's a six. in the village. It's not. It's, win, it's, win, win, win. it's, it's a six. lazy I am Maiden song. It's not. Some... And it's the second one about the prisoner, by the way. Yeah, but it's not as good. It's way better than the it's prisoner. It's not as good as the prisoner. The prisoner. Oh, yeah. What did I give the prisoner? I gave the prisoner... Whoa, 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 what album was the prisoner on? Oh, it's on number of the beast. Three. This is twice as good. It's twice it's more as than bad. twice as you... good. Power Slave. Six. Seven. I, I hovered on a seven. It's... I thought I was being. I think this might actually be my very favourite Iron Maiden song. Really? Yeah. Kind of telling that we think our two favourite Maiden songs come from this. Yeah. Kind of telling I... that you got Ace's High so badly. I feel, like... <laughs> I feel like Power Slave, the. The Egyptian kind the, of the Egyptian I, I feel. assume it's like Mixolydian or something. It's one of those scales that's just a little bit Yeah, it's the same thing I said they're pulling off with somewhere um something wicked. Yes. And I, I maybe I just really like ancient Egypt, it's cool as shit. I could have given that a seven. Yeah. I think I was I think at that point I was probably thinking I've got to temper this a little bit. You gotta calm it down a bit because Power Slave's gonna run riot. Yeah. yeah. But Rhyme of the Ancient Man. It's a seven, yeah. It's, 
It's so varied. Out of all the long Iron Maiden songs, this one deserves its length the most. I really want to disagree with you. I don't think I can. There's um, like, no, nothing coming up. I get a real fizz for yeah. Empire of the Clouds, which we'll Wait, talk about. Wait, is that the Silent Planets? A long one. Uh, it's not remember. short, but I don't think it's... I can't remember whether it's like it's 10 minutes. I think it's a big 15 minutes. I mean... I would say long is anything past 10 minutes. Maybe yeah. it's not... Maybe Island of the Silent Planets long. I would feel like it is. But even still, I don't know why I brought it up, because it's not going to be close to Ram and the Ancient Mariner. Do you know, Ram and the Ancient Mariner is what, it's one of those songs that... If you don't get, if you don't get, you probably won't get Iron Maiden. Yeah. Because it's not a three, and this this kind of proved this why one of the reasons I love this band so goddamn much. I was out of time. six minutes long. It's not even a thing. No, it's less than half. Right, uh, yeah. The only one that I, the one that I always put next to it is Empire of the Clouds. You know, because there's that variation. Never the had book. a dream come true. This is why you're so bad at Till the day that I but it, found it changed, like, you. Ancient Mariner could be three songs. I don't know any more lyrics, so <laughs> I want to sing over you bit, for longer. Bit, bit unnerving that you know so many. Isn't that like a kid's song? Uh, Even though no man will have taken your titles away from you at this point. <laughs> oh, Prince Andrew. <laughs> Ruining a perfectly good name. How am I going to name my firstborn child after Andy Derris now that I can't use gonna Andrew? To, mate, he's going to have to be Andy with an I. That's my like, dad's that's name as well. That's gonna, how you going to introduce I could have ticked all the boxes. I could have pretended that I was doing it for the family. Your dad's name doesn't end with an I. I don't have a child, by the way. <laughs> and he doesn't sign his name with a little heart over the eye. No. What if your kid does? That was Numbers of the Beast, Pudding Boys audience. Let's do our quick little addition. What did you give uh, your total score? 42. Strong. I gave it 46. What was your average? 525. Mine's 575. So 525. Telling with mine, bang on for Number of the Beast. Really? Exactly the same. And I think, if I'm being fair, the nostalgia carried a little bit. I was also probably a little bit harsh on I think you were harsh on I think you were really harsh on the duelist and back in the village. I really don't get that. I think the problem for me is that I am so big on the first two songs. On the, I mean, Two Minutes to Midnight and Ace is High are pro- definitely in my top ten, probably top five for I yeah. made them. So by that point, I am so fizzed out. By, by the way, this puts Power Slave at the very top by a Deservedly mile. so. So it's Power Slave at 11 on the nose. Yeah. Then Number of the Beast in second place it's at 9.87. Out of 14. Out of 14, it's 11. That's high. Holy I mean, shit. This one album, I think, will beat it. Yeah, Brave New One's going to fucking smash it. <laughs> because all sevens. There's some there's so, lines on that. If it deserves it, I will do it. The Dream of Mirrors deserves a nine. Yeah. I think like that's that's one of those songs what? that I have screamed at my car with screen. Like there was the one song that everywhere. I would have thought when I was a kid and I never really liked it that much was Thin Line Between Love and Hate. But when I got to around like twenty, twenty five, that's some, one of my favourite songs. Getting. Yeah, it's one of my favourite on the album. So good. Oh Bruce, take me home. Pudding of the Week. Bang! Ah! 
Welcome back, fellows. It is I, Thomas Lethbridge, and once again I'm here to bring you Pudding of the Week. The segment of the show where we learn a little about a delicious dessert from around the globe and Naylor ranks it on a scale of his choosing. This week's pudding is Katayef. Or Katayef. It is an Arab dessert commonly served during the month of Ramadan, a sort of sweet dumpling filled with cream or nuts or both, and it can be sort of described as a folded deep fried pancake. A sweet dumpling filled with cream or nuts. That sounds like you, Thomas. <laughs> you saucy crabou. Katayef is the general name of the dessert as a whole, but more specifically, the batter. The batter is similar to pancakes, except only one side is cooked, then stuffed and folded like an omelette before being deep fried and served with a hot, sweet syrup. Do you know? Mmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. You didn't, you didn't need to kick the windows in to make that point, but... Well, I felt strong, like I had to. It's a strong... It sounds like a strong pudding. It does, doesn't it? I'm going to, once again, take a long, deep drink of Bloor's squash. And then spit a long, deep greenie back into it, I assume. Yeah, that, that's thick. I don't know what you're made of, Thomas, but it doesn't come out clean. It's the <laughs> that, that smells like I can smell it from here. Farewell! Uh, oh, that's why you kicked the window in, because oh you were just going to dive out a bit. My fucking drink again. Yeah. I was going to ask him a few questions about where he comes from, but every time I'm too late to the party, he's always fucked off. Should I've got his notes here, though. Question can't like when he comes from and, like, which dimension he comes from well, I, I need to follow this this thread about possible demonic origins is Tom a demon or a ghost that's going to be an episode or is Tom oh, the God. demon is he the fallen is angel he <laughs> is Tom Satan he, I don't know if he brings us anything with apples if he brings us turnovers or something I won't be we're going to have to ask some questions yeah I mean like we're already sat here Bollock naked, apart from the thing that you've... slithering in. We've, we've full on Adam and Adam here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Katia. Mm. Uh, let me show you a little picture, because I don't think they... Ooh. They look cute. They look like gyozas. Yeah. But, but like, then covered in yeah. syrup. You know they're going to be... They're going to be far too sweet, because... Yeah. You're going to be... It's the same with a lot of Middle Eastern puddings. Well, the syrup is strong. It's, like, it's just sweetness. It's nice, but it's, it's just Yeah, sugar. it's nice. But you don't need a lot. You think you need a lot, yeah. but you don't need a lot. Yeah, you, you're, you would dip, but they've soaked. Yes. And yeah, I love them for that. Yeah. The one interesting thing about these, uh, they it was really hard to kind of find history on them because they're, they've been around in so many countries for so long. That's why I've, I've, it's Thomas has written down here. <laughs> On my laptop. Yeah, so well, what's that language? Instead of country, that, that looks like that's not any language of this plane. No, I, that's not a font. <laughs> it's like windy. That, that's carved into my screen. <laughs> it's if a country it's just says Middle East because it's just from everywhere, and it, it, it extends out of the Middle East into yeah. North Africa you, and you're probably beyond written history. With I think you like, might be. I think this might be one of the first deep fried foods. This is the progenitor. 
to all American like carnival food. waffles. Yeah, probably. Good lad. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine biting into a deep fried pancake and it being have like sweet cream in it? But uh, and, and some pistachios. And it's soaked in like what can only be described as pure glucose. Is yeah. that a really sugary sugar? Yeah. Yeah. But it looks like it's still holding its crisp. Oh yeah, I think you yeah. get a little pop when you bite in. Oh, I will try choice. these. They've, they've got to be available somewhere near us when when it's Ramadan. If I have to break into someone's house. Yeah, if I, yeah, if there's a family enjoying me. Yeah, they've just broken fast and I'm going to give it through the door. <laughs> yeah, fat as we are, so we're probably not. <laughs> yeah, we did not fast today. I don't think we could, I don't think we'd no, make it. No, I'm not sure. What's the scale? I'm going theme here. Okay. So we talk trains. Yeah. I'm going with Hornby's eras. Oh, I thought you were going to go gauge because. I, I know a bit about that. Oh, I'll, I'll save that one. Okay, I'm we'll save that one for later. Get a lot trains will come back. This I'm, is going to be eras. So Hornby breaks their, their models up, in, and everyone does, into time periods. You know, yes. birth the railways, early steam, big four. AKA. Um, British Rail Blue. A bit too simple. The best era, and then everything else. No, I didn't say um, network franchising from present day onwards. The steam is the yes. best. Steam. I, Light Welsh Railway. Oh, we're not drifting Ooh. into double O nine. We will, we'll, and we'll talk beautiful yeah. scenery. When, when the pudding boys go live on a light rail, I bet we can. We can just give them enough money to sit on there all day. That oh, we could. We could record. go to like Betsy Coe or something yeah. up that way. Yeah, that'll be an anniversary episode. Yeah, I our anniversary or the pudding boys anniversary. On the same day. That's why we started it. Yeah. We wanted to share it with the world. <laughs> um, I'm on the image modeler. So I'm present day back to sort of network franchising. True anorak. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. really sad. Um, but I'm going to put these in an era called privatisation. Right. And that's... This is fun. This is just before. This is when we were kids proper. So this is 1996, 2008. This sounds like the worst bit. It's when British Rail got broken up and you started getting loads of different colours, loads of different companies basically putting their images okay. on trains. So this is where you got Virgin. Yeah. With Branson. With Richard Branson. Branson. We love Richard Branson here. You get things like, I mean, this won't mean anything to anyone outside this group, but you get things like UWS, you get things like, um, you know, Middle and Mainline, which is my favourite. So to you, this is a compliment? This is a huge compliment. This is when it got fun. Okay. Um, and this is where you've got colourful. This isn't exciting. like the dog poo pancake. No, no, these are the colourful, exciting, varied. Yeah. Um, we've not had surprising. A, we've not had a bad pudding for a long time. Don't give him any fucking ideas. Taiyaki was close he's to gonna the He's going to get weird pace. about it. Yeah. He's going to bring back Taiyaki, but this time it's only being pasted. You know the whole custard. thing about the Romans making toothpaste from urine and mouse brains or whatever? He's oh. going to go down that route. It was probably his idea. Yeah, he, he probably makes it, he makes his toothpaste now. <laughs> like Colgate exists. For a man that can't eat, Thomas does have bad breath. Yeah, that's a lot of piss. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, huge compliment. Sounds like a real good pudding. I want to I want to get in. I want to get on it. I think this could be. I mean, if you're breaking fast with this, it's got to be fucking good. It's got to be up there because if I was to fast, I would break it with like Mackey's fries. Yeah, that's gonna. This is gonna, this has got to be a big deal. That's going to refill all of the empty pots yeah. from the day. Your sugars, you've got your carbs, you've got your 
same thing basically. But, you know. And it's traditional as well, so you feel like you're gonna you know, you're keeping your appearances. Yeah. 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 What a good pudding. I apologise if I pronounced it wrong, Katayev, but it looks I mean, great. You fucked all the other ones up, so. Yeah, why start now? Where can you find the pudding boys? We are available on YouTube on the channel Pudding Boys. Hit subscribe and leave us a comment. We can also be found on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. They always look. I fucked it up. I thought you were going to break into Nevermore then. We are okay. the enemies of reality. Oh, God. It's the only bit of his vocals I can get even close to because when he starts screeching, I'm out like I can't <laughs> win. He's good. We also now have an Instagram which is. Uh, it's also. It's on Instagram. <laughs> it's... Bye! <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs>